everyone, my name is Kajan, aka Gigi. And I'm Mika. And this is A Word at the Table. table. And today we have a very highly esteemed best funeral director (laughs) in Brooklyn, Tim Jean. That's what's up. I'm humbled to hear that. Um, Honored to be a part today. Excited to um, to hear from you and to to dive in, dive in on grieving. All right. Do you, did, I, did I introduce you? Or do you want to say anything else? <laughs> that was solid. That was a solid intro. All right. Cool. Um, so today we're just going to talk about uh, grief, which is something that's just everybody experiences at some point um, in your life, uh, and. Some of the stages of grief include uh, shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger, depression, acceptance, and hope. And so have any of you experienced any of these stages while grieving? Yes, I have. Um, I don't think in that order necessarily, but um, experiencing grief, the first person close to me that I lost was my grandmother and I yeah I went through all of those um before just coming to terms with it Uh, and I think the acceptance did come last because at first when I lost her it just felt like now I'm never going to have another conversation with her now I'm never going to get to hug her or um be in her presence um and it was like um it took me a long time to come come to terms with like not ever being able to do those things with her and in every uh, occasion in my life still my grandma passed away over 10 years ago like when i had my daughter i'm like i wish my grandma was here to meet her i know like or even like when i was pregnant i'm like she would have liked to see me with a baby um so yeah it's still like something that i don't think i guess once it's one time once time has passed and you're in that acceptance stage it's more of um now i feel like i just feel like she's a part of me um and i'm grateful that i had so much time with her before she passed and i had a relationship with her before she passed Mm. yeah Mm. same it's definitely um, an interesting process. And I think, um, you know how you said you didn't have them in that order? Um, definitely with me as well. It, it was like, it was like each, like some of the emotions happened afterwards or like in between, like it went from like anger to acceptance, but then still mad, but then pain, like all the different um, stages kind of combined. And I think everyone's experience is just different. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think just experiencing different losses between, you know, friends and family, seeing people pass away from, you know, young, old, kind of tug on some of these emotions a little bit differently, you know? Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, the shock and disbelief, um, depending on how a person passed away, you can be angry, you know? Um, Yeah. Specifically, I think about a few young people that passed away in my life. Uh, just due to just different circumstances, uh, you know, um, gun violence, house fire, um, wow. uh, you know, 
just, you know, another young person that used to go to my church, um, you know, just playing basketball, went into a coma in his backyard and um, he ended up passing. So, you know, uh, I think about some of these just different scenarios and you kind of respond to it differently, especially with the understanding that you have, depending on where you're at in life, you know? So if you're a kid, you're just trying to make sense of it. You can feel the level of shock and disbelief and then you get older and then you can be angry about it you know like man like why did that have to happen and um so yeah definitely have definitely experienced a a lot of those emotions for you know various circumstances Mm -hmm. and as a funeral director have you like learned anything about the grieving process from your experience yeah uh i've learned a lot from it um it's unpredictable Mm-hmm. You know, it's unpredictable. Like we can create a list of emotions and, uh, but you never know how it's going to hit when something happens, you know, like yeah. you don't know at what point in the day, you know, it could be a trigger, like just whatever, you know, you can be, have a memory with somebody having ice cream and then an ice cream truck passed by and you were good up until Mrs. Softy yeah. girl, why? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was all point up until then, you know? Yeah, the vanilla softies. Yeah, and so it, it's uh, it's unpredictable. And I think you have to leave room uh, for a lot of grace for yourself and for other people too, you know? It's, it's one our culture really doesn't, like you don't go to school and learn how to deal with grief in any level you know yeah it's not something that is spoken about Mm -hmm. um from young you know they may teach you you know about anatomy and and you you know you get older you got different classes teaching you you know chemistry and 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 history and all these different things but no one really discusses all right if i lose somebody how what's a healthy way for me to you know to Mm -hmm. kind of go through that and so we're left ill-equipped with how to how to deal with it and so a lot of it is on the fly and a lot of people can be judgmental of how you of how you grieve not Mm -hmm. knowing that it's normal to feel some of the emotions we just discussed you know you learn you learn to be gracious gracious towards people that are um that are grieving and even gracious towards yourself yeah that's a really good point i think um you know how you said that depending on how the person passed away or whatever age you're experiencing it plays so many different uh, roles to how you process it. And um, even with me, like recently I lost my aunt um, and that was interesting because if she was in the hospital for a while, she was in the hospital for years from a stroke. And it's like, I knew um, she was going to pass away, but then it's like when it actually happened, it was like, oh, like, it was like, okay, it happened. And um, I, I know, I know everyone's different, but it's like anticipating it is interesting. Like, it's like, it's, it's still very weighty, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, it's coming. It's like a, it's like watching a, um, like a scene in a movie, and you know, someone's gonna, like, it's like anticipating it, and then it happens. So I experienced it that way. And I, and I still feel emotions here and there. And it was like a couple weeks ago, um, was her funeral. So, so yeah, I think um, it depends on how the person passed away, your age, all those things you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that there's a difference between anticipatory grief, you know, knowing that someone's going to pass away and then like sudden death? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a difference. I think first respecting the fact that death is a supernatural occurrence, uh, the same way life is. Uh, you have to kind of respect the fact that no matter your belief, background, death is a supernatural event. And, uh, and so when it happens, you feel, you feel the weight of, as you were saying, it's a weighty thing. Like, it's not something that you can even fully explain to somebody because there's a lot of faith that goes into it because to believe somebody was alive is to believe that there was something in them that was keeping them alive. And now that they've gone, there's something that's, uh, you know, that's left their body. Whether you're, whatever you believe, whether you're Christian, whether, you know, whatever your background or belief is, it's a supernatural occurrence that still causes you to have faith. And so when you're anticipating, whether you're anticipating or whether it's something that was uh, a complete shock and surprise, uh, the, the loss of it is still there. That sh the, the shock of a supernatural event is still there. Uh, but it definitely, there's a lot of differences though. In terms of, um, in terms of a person that may be, have been terminal and the, and the family has time to prepare, you know, six months or a year, it will, it, everybody's different, but you can imagine that if you had a beef towards somebody, if you had uh, unforgiveness, resentment, you know, it allows you time to, to reckon, you know, with people. It allows you time to at least say, hey, I'm sorry, because I've seen countless times where people did not have that opportunity or they didn't seize the opportunities that they had and just thought they had more time and felt like, all right, like at some point in time, we'll be good, you know, and wow, time goes and that person passes and so uh but a person that is anticipating ha has the time and the people around them if they know have the time to do something great in in terms of you know what i'm saying um mm -hmm. reconciliation yeah exactly all of that so i think for i think for that that's a huge portion in the healing process because when you're grieving you're thinking about all the memories the good and the bad and so if you can't really from any of anything good it could really lead you into a dark place so people who are anticipating can at least recall like all right you know what we may have had some rough times but i had an opportunity to serve this person towards the end i had an opportunity to you know um kind of make amends with the you know a, a, a passing that it just happens out of nowhere that moment you just don't have you know right. so you're left with whatever your history is with that person so um yeah, yeah there's just a few, a few differences i think um from you saying that i think it also uh underlines the importance of just having conversations with people and living at peace with everyone as much as you can because you really don't know when that supernatural event will occur and you will lose that person you may never have the opportunity to ever come back to revisit that person and have a conversation. And I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. Cause like, even, um, you know, sometimes you see people at funerals and they're just like losing it, like losing it. And I think, um, and not saying that I know everyone's 
situation. But I think those are the people that, you know, didn't get a chance to say what they wanted to say when the person was around. Because mm-hmm. now it's going to be like, you just going to have to talk to like a tomb, like, you know, yeah. go to the grave and say something. But, um, but yeah, I actually never looked at it as a, a supernatural experience or a supernatural thing. So that's a good point. Yeah. And that actually leads to the next question. Um, how have you handled grief as a believer? Yeah, as a Christian, you know, uh, God calls us to be honest. He calls us to uh, confess to, uh, not only to God, but he calls us to confess to our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a healthy practice. It's a practice that uh, that can like often be forgotten. Like you could just start living life and realize like, man, I'm not practicing confession. And um, I think a lot of people, like myself included, we do ourselves a disservice when we start living a, a lifestyle that is void of confession uh, because there's freedom in it. There's freedom in there. There's, you know, when you're able to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I've been struggling with. Um, all of the emotions, you know, depression, you know, anxiety, just what, you know, whatever they are, confessing those things to God for me has been very helpful. And it's been extremely helpful to mention those things and talk about him with friends, you know, to Mm -hmm. have a space where you feel heard and, you know, where you know you're not going to be judged uh, in uh, in a negative sense, you know, Mm -hmm. where you could just be honest. And, And not only that, but where you know you can find healthy counsel. And so as a, as a Christian, you know, I thank God for healthy community uh, and, and a healthy church because, you know, I've, I've been able to experience, you know, um, different, you know, sorts of grieving because grieving is not only limited to a person passing, you know what I'm saying? Like you could have had a job, you lost a job, like, dang, I'm grieving the fact that I don't have a job now or, you know, So there's, there's all sorts of loss, like there's all sorts of loss. Um, but, um, you know, even, even just yesterday, my, my niece just got a car, right. And she got like a little, little fender bender, whatever. It was like light. Right. But Mm. then she she was without a car for like two weeks and was super sad. Right. Got her car back. Like, okay, now we good. Like back (laughs) on the road, you know? And so just to see like, just the emotions that a person goes through when they have something and they don't have it, you know, all sorts of loss. But I think being able to just communicate those feelings just on a day to day, like, Hey, yeah, like this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, That's a good point about, um, community that you were talking about because like even um you you expressed um to us in growth group which was a book club um like something that you went through we like were there for you and and even for me like especially uh you and decora y'all were super like you know are you good um you know i'm praying for you like all of those things are just so helpful Mm -hmm. um man it just the support is definitely something that you need and and of course everyone's different like some people don't like to be checked up on or I don't know some people just want their space they want to go through it on their own but I think just knowing that um like you're there like just knowing that someone is there and that they're willing to just be like yo I'm here whatever you need I got you I think um that's definitely helpful um just having that community of believers around you so yeah, yeah. for sure mm-hmm. yeah, definitely 
So as a funeral director, um, you deal with death like on a day-to-day basis. Um, like how has that impacted your walk with God? Yeah, it definitely impacts uh, my walk with God because the thing mm-hmm. is, again, uh, have, having the understanding that this is a supernatural occurrence, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm constantly reminded of it because I'm sitting down with people that are experiencing a, um, a uh, like a, 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 a separation that deals with the spiritual realm and the earthly realm like I'm reminded of that. So I'm sitting down with a person that had a relationship with somebody that was in this realm at some point in time. And mm-hmm. now this person is in a different realm. And that may sound like, like super wordy or crazy, but that's, <laughs> it, it really is. Like yeah. it really is like, you know, uh, because as Christians, we hope to be in heaven, like our hope and desire is to fully be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly reminded of that. And so every single day, it's like you think about relationships, people, you know, uh, where you feel like, man, I, you hear a conversation among two people like, dag, these two friends never uh, made amends. Then you think about one of your friends or one of your homies like, dag, let me hit this person up, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're just constantly reminded of these things. And Uh, But even more so, like, you're reminded of, like, just the importance of a relationship with the Lord, like, even at the least. Right. uh, I hear eulogies every week, and I see the importance of loving people. Like, when people go up to talk about people, they talk about what a person did for them. Mm -hmm. The example a person set for them. Mm -hmm. So you immediately start thinking about yourself, like... Am I the kind of person that will leave behind a legacy that, that said I sacrificed for people? Or they're going to walk up there like, yo, every <laughs> time I called him, he was always about his bread. He yeah, was about like, busy. You know, like, yeah, like, and so you start <laughs> thinking like, dang, like, all right, I know, I know that work is important. I know that these things are important. But then you start thinking like, man, I need to sacrifice more. You know, because mm-hmm. these are the stories that people will remember and that they'll tell their children. Right. And, and, um, so, yeah, you know, I uh, my, my had at the beginning of 2020, uh, right before like the world was about to change, I had lost a, my great uncle who essentially acted like as a grandfather for me because he raised my my mother. And when they were reading his I mean, I I knew what he meant to me. I knew what he, you know, he kind of meant to my immediate family, but um, it was hundreds of people at his funeral and even mm. maybe like uh, so much more people watching online at the time. And um, again, like I said, this was like pre-COVID. So it was like January this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was mad Haitian, mad Haitian patties, mad <laughs> chocolate, mad, you know, like it was like a classic <laughs> traditional joint, like. And yeah. so but when, when we were reading his obituary, like I was looking at, you know, he was a businessman, but then I, I never knew he had helped open churches and found churches and funded ministry. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. knew about his business. I knew he loved the Lord and I knew about his business acumen, but I didn't know how much he sacrificed for so many other people. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was, 
I just thought it was amazing, you know? Um, wow. And I, again, you just start thinking about some of the things that people share with you and you're like, man, am I taking time to sow into other people's lives? So just being around death all the time will remind you of just the importance of loving God and loving people at its simplest form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not the first commandment. Love your God and then love mm-hmm. your neighbor. Yeah, most of <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, also to just for me, the one experiencing um, my, the passing of my aunt, um, I just started to see, or I guess experience God in another characteristic in another way because I mean we all know you know God is a comforter but it's different when you experience it like I actually like felt his comfort and his love and I I felt like I felt everybody's prayers um it's like you just get to know him in, an, in another level or another facet so that's something that I definitely um experienced with well being a believer and dealing with grief mm-hmm. yeah for yeah. sure in John, John 16, Jesus said that it'd be better for him to leave because he's going to leave because the counselor is c- coming. The Holy Spirit's coming. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit is like, is truly a counselor. And oftentimes that's my prayer, whether a person's a, a believer, a Christian or, or not a Christian, you know, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit, the great counselor would come and comfort. He's a comforter, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. a counselor. And so I pray those things, but not only not only do I pray for those things for a person to experience even like in a supernatural way, but I pray for it for me to be those things for a person, for me to be a comforter, for me to be a counselor for a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, uh, you know, I think a, a lot of the older generation, especially like from my experience, Caribbean uh, and black people in general, like I think have had negative stigmas around counseling and things like that. And when I sit down with a lot of people from older generations that may have may very well be people that don't see a need in council or whatever. Uh, when I tell you they open up, they be sharing all like everything. <laughs> like they tell me about the whole family structure and she was behind her back doing this, man. and they're going <laughs> all like crazy, you know, right. and you realize like people, people desire to feel known and heard, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you see the importance of, uh, and this again kind of goes back to the community aspect because when that's not necessarily in place, you're like building up all of this, you know, all all these stories, everything. And then mm-hmm. you find a person and you're like, you about to get all this work. Unload. <laughs> exactly. And so I see the importance of having community, having counselors, having just people that you are talking to mm-hmm. Cause I sit down with these like 70, 80, whatever age range. And they're just telling me about their pain and telling me about the joys, like telling me about their loved ones, you know, like mm-hmm. and just sharing stories. And especially uh, because of COVID uh, so many people did not have an opportunity to share those stories. Like they didn't have an opportunity to, to you know, just mm-hmm. let people know like, man, my mom was really loved and like she made the most, like like best grill like you know like whatever it was and and it wasn't the people in the crowd like yo that's facts yo she really (laughs) like you know like it just because of COVID like those stories that would bring people joy and and comfort a lot of people didn't have those opportunities and so 
oftentimes I sit, I sit down with people and they're beginning to share those things. And mm-hmm. I think it just all reflects, man, uh, having a solid relationship with the Lord, as well as having a friend, having a solid friend group, a trusted mm-hmm. group you can speak to. So um, yeah, th- just a few things. I have a, I have a question if I can ask. Um, so I think as you guys were talking about community and how that helps and the importance of relationship, one of the things I recall um, experiencing, one of the feelings when um, my grandma passed away was, like I always thought, you know, when you live a long life, that's a blessing. But then I thought, the longer you live, the more you experience loss and grief. So why would I want to live long? And I really had that thought. And I said, I, I told myself in that moment, in that season, that I would limit the relationships that I create with people because I don't want to feel the loss of someone in that way. So what would you say to someone who may be going through that stage and thinking that it's not worth creating that community or connecting with people because you're going to lose them possibly. Yeah. Are, are you speaking in terms of being on the side of the person who's old or the side of the person who is a young person building a relationship with an older person? I think okay. just in, not even older. I think I thought about just like, for example, CGG, we're the same age, but then what if, you know, I could lose her, she could lose me. Mm-hmm. So like somebody, it, for me that's what i experienced i said i just don't want to create relationship with people in general old or young because i could lose them and that's not something before um experiencing that loss of my grandma that's not a thought that i ever had and um so i'm I'm just wondering as someone in your position who sees people lose people all the time yeah yeah what would you say to someone who has who has um those thoughts yeah, that's a, that's a that's a very great question. Uh, the beautiful thing about I would I, I'll start off by talking about love, is that love is long suffering. You know, love puts you in a position, or even when you think about uh, like Jesus puts himself on the side of people who are whether they be disenfranchised, the the people who are unheard the people who are unseen like he puts himself in this position to show you how much he loves but not only that it's because he wants you to also be those be those people that love no matter the circumstance no matter all right we're, we're down bad but we will still choose to love and sacrifice and obviously jesus is the ultimate example of that um to you know all the way up until you know um calvary um it's it's a very difficult thing, you know. Um, I I became a friend of an older woman that I used to play. I, I'm also a musician, so you know, I, you know, I play keys at different ministries. And there's a church, uh, Church of God at East New York, that I would uh, play play at. And the mother of the pastor, who was elderly, I just became very close to her. And she treated me, you know, people that just, you meet them and they make you feel so loved. Like you just have a conversation and you just feel like, man, you're my grandma now. Like, you know, and she was that, she made me feel like her grandson, you know, and we, 
I, I am so, I was so happy that she treated me that way. Like I felt so loved every time I saw her, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the kind of relationship where you see somebody, they give you like three minutes. You're like, man, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if it was like a subliminal joint, like, okay. But, um, but like, you know, that was the sort of relationship it was like, just so grateful, so grateful. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. grandma used to carry those mints too. <laughs> right. And the, right. the other, was it butterscotch? of uh, uh, the little hard candies yo i don't know where they get it from he had I'm a like, limited yo, there's, a there's a secret uh, grandma store that they go to <laughs> yeah <laughs> they got their own amazon specifically for older like grandma Weird. yes <laughs> um yeah. and, and she was just so amazing and she had gotten really sick and uh you know she's not my immediate family she's not related to me Mm -hmm. and I found out that she was asking for me in the hospital. Oh, wow. She was asking for me in the hospital, and this is like, like I said, this is the pastor's mom. You know, like, a lot of times you want to guard that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want... And mm -hmm. mind you, I wasn't... I, I was just the musician that came into play, you know? Hmm. And, uh, and she wanted me to see her in the hospital, even in her suffering. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I went there thinking, all right, they, they let me know that she's really sick and I'm going to go there. I'm just going to try to be an encouragement. And I went there and instead of me being the person that was doing all the encouraging, it was her like encouraging. Wow. Me. Mm. Like, and it was so beautiful. I, I was there with her daughters and her daughters were like crying, listening to what she was telling me. And I was so honored because I, this woman was quoting scripture. This woman woman chose to encourage me as a young black man, as a young black Christian. Mm. She just chose for me to be there and for her mm. to sow into my life. And that happened to be the last time that I saw her. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, I I would have missed out on a gem if I said, you know what, I don't want to gain this relationship because the thought of losing her is too right. much. Yeah, but mm. the seeds that she that she sowed into me will last me my whole life, mm. you know. And yeah. so, a person will if a person chooses not to build relationship, be they may think that they're um, saving themselves, but they're actually missing out on the gems that could bless whoever you're connected to for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she mm -hmm. she's an example of what it looks like to per. I'm always going to have that memory you know no one can ever take that away from me if I'm ever going through a suffering if I'm ever watching someone else suffer I'll remember say you know what I can invite people into this moment with me mm. and I'm in a position to encourage so anyway that's a little story to hopefully that's awesome you. yeah thank you for sharing that yeah no for sure you did break up a little bit towards the end but it was just too good I didn't want to interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> Dang. it was really good though but i think i think we're good did, did he did he yes he did for me too but i think we got the gist of it yeah. but like only one word i think it was perseverance is that what you said i did say perseverance yeah right, there we go. <laughs> nah that's actually really good i was thinking that too um as far as like limiting your experiences if you just think of yeah, that yeah. because i think it's like working from fear 
instead of oh, sleep yes. at that point. Mm-hmm. They're just fearful of everything. So you don't even yeah. try, try mm-hmm. relationships, try uh, whatever, new endeavors. Like, I think that's like uh, the motive behind it. And I think that would be something to check. Um, like, why don't you want to experience these things? Like, yeah, you don't want to experience pain. But like um, Tim just said, like, there's so many other experiences that come with pain. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and even when you think about Jesus life too like he was saying to him he just he went through so much grief like he had a homie that was <laughs> gonna do him Lazarus no. Judas no I said Lazarus no oh I thought you said I thought you were trying to say um you was talking Judas about <laughs> I was saying Judas did that I was talking about Judas but um yeah Lazarus too like yeah, yeah. That was a very, and then, yeah, and even um, the fact that, you know, everybody knows that Jesus wept. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, knowing that Jesus went through it, like, we're definitely going to go through it at some point. Yeah, and I think life is not, it's not about experiencing happiness all the time. There's a spectrum of feelings that we go through, and there's lessons in all of them. Um, and there's seasons that you go through, so you really can't deprive yourself or say, I'm just going to exist in a happy place. It's impossible. Right. Right. And without experiencing one, you can't, like, you know. Appreciate the other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. And lastly, do you think that grief is something you can move on from or that's something you just uh, learn to live with? Uh I think I would I would classify grief as something that it's just a part of your daily life, you know, like I don't want to minimize it, but like you know, the other day I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, all right, cool. She's like, What do you want? I said, Let me start with the nachos. You feel know I me? Mean? Like, let me start with the nachos. <laughs> And then we're like, all right, I'm ready to place my, my order. And I'm like, all right, me and my boys, like, all right, let's, uh, let me get the habanero wings with the, and she's just like, we have no wings. We're like, buffalo. Buffalo wow wings. wings. No Why wings. are you open? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> going on. I was so grieved in that moment. <laughs> like, I'm like, listen, come on, don't talk to me. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, this, like, this is a joke, right? said we have no wings i'm like it's prime time it's like (laughs) there's a game about to come on and it's just like you know so but not to minimize grieving but there are certain things just on a daily that we experience like you know you're like dag i can't believe and we grieve our own mistakes you know Mm -hmm. oh yes we grieve our own mistakes and uh we beat beat ourselves up for it you know and um so i think Grief is something that we live with, you know, it's, um, it is something that we have to learn how to deal well. And I, and I really believe like, that's why God desires for us to experience his grace every single day, you know, every single day for us to really live in that space because they're they're, every single day has its own worries, its own cares, its own grievances, you know, all it takes is one person to text you crazy. And you're like, yo, what? Like, yeah. all it takes. And then your whole vibe, like, the rest of your day is different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so, mm-hmm. uh, and but on a on a note where it's more so, like, losing somebody, uh, 
um, you know, this year I lost a friend very tragically to suicide. And, and I think about him often, you know, I think about him often. Um, mm. You know, I, had, I just recently celebrated my 30th birthday when I was going through my contacts and list of people. I'm like, who do I want to be here with me? And to scroll past his name hurt me so much to mm. know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is somebody who would have been here. Yeah. And it's those moments. And that's why I said it's unpredictable. It's sporadic because you never know what a trigger is. You never know when it's going to come or what's going to cause it, you know? And for me, that was very triggering um, to just go, go, you know, you're looking like, who, yo, nah, she be bugging. I, nah, he be, he's a good, you know, person to have it. And then you just, you just scroll past and you're like, oh. Yeah. And you imagine him in that place. And so um, I am, uh, you know, it's grief is something that you, that you go through every day. You never know when um, it's going to hit. And you just honestly have to practice some of those things I was talking about, confessing, going mm-hmm. to the Lord, going to friends. Yeah, that's good. And on that note, I think, that's a wrap for the episode. And would you like to pray us out? For sure. I don't know if anyone's ever said no. I don't <laughs> pray. <laughs> so I have. <laughs> I, so I, I won't be the first. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have no problem praying. Uh, Lord, we give you thanks uh, because we can enjoy your presence and, and embody it to be a light unto others. We ask that we would truly just embrace your grace, Father. We ask that we would live in it, uh, soak it all in, uh, so that we may live a life that is gracious towards others. Uh, We ask that you bless uh, each and every person that is grieving in their own right, uh, whether it be a recent loss or a loss from many years ago. uh, We ask that you would be a a great counselor, Lord, uh, a comforter for those people. Uh, for us, Lord, as uh, we all, um, in a sense, are grieving different things. And so we give you thanks because you understand it. Uh, it's not like um, you, you're just v- void of emotion, Lord, you feel and see. And so we're grateful that you won't forsake us, that you're here with us. And so we ask that you would bless uh, each and every person that's going to be hearing this. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tim. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate you. And this is a word at the the table. table. We'll never get it right. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're actually on time now. Like I think we do say it together. Do we? I didn't hear it together. That's nice. Okay. Cool. All right. Bye. Nice to meet you, Tim. Same here. Same here.